You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a really good show for you today. We're going to talk about Bachelor Nation, what's going on. We're going to talk a little Survivor. We're going to talk a little challenge. I'm going to update you on today's podcast coming in a couple hours, which I had no idea at the time, but apparently this is going to make some pretty big news. And I'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by First Leaf Wines. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you'll love. They learn your tastes, then deliver quality wines right to your door. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Also, this podcast, as always, brought to you by Dame Products. They have the new Dip Vibrator. Whether the Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. Go to dameproducts.com, use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order. That's dameproducts.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE, takes 15% off your first order. Speaking of first order, the first order of business is the podcast coming in two hours. That'll be up on your Reality Steve podcast feed. And that is with Big Brother 24 winner Taylor Hale. Now, we talk about, I I, I had 45 minutes with her because she literally just does interview after interview now. You've heard her on a lot of podcasts. However, she revealed something on today's podcast that she has not revealed anywhere. And this is something that I will say um, I was unaware of in terms of I was unaware of when she says what she says. I was unaware, one, I was the first person that she told this to publicly, and two, it's the first time she's attached her name to it. Now, I will say, and I will say it before the podcast, and I'll even put it in writing, there is a trigger warning. Uh, on this story. This has the story has nothing to do with Big Brother. It has to do with the pageant world. If you've been following anything going on in the Miss USA pageant world and you know I've become a little bit more versed in the pageant world considering my judging a couple weeks ago for the Miss Dallas pageant, uh, two of the other judges on my panel with me were the current Miss Louisiana and current Miss Oklahoma and you know I I had heard rumblings and then after I did it and I talked about it on the podcast a couple people emailed me and said, yeah, there's a there's there's two situations going on. The 2022 Miss USA pageant, which was about three or four weekends ago, where there's allegations of rigging. Taylor and I get into that. But within that story, there's a bigger story. And Taylor's going to tell that in a couple hours. So please listen for that. And I have a feeling this is going to be picked up because when I did some Googling after the fact, I had no idea that just seven days ago, what Taylor talks about in the podcast had hit the news wires and hit the New York post. It hit a lot of the pageant world is very well aware of what's going on. So please tune in. And like I said, I will supply, there is a trigger warning um, for the story that she tells. Um, but it's a very, it's a very important story and I'm glad she trusted me to come on my podcast uh, and tell it to me. Cause she hasn't told this on any of the other podcasts that she's done since she won Big Brother this summer. So look for that 
in uh, a couple hours. All right, let's get going with Bachelor Nation stuff. Yesterday, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, look, when I posted two days ago, what's today, Thursday? So when I posted the video on Tuesday, yeah, the video on Tuesday, the six-second video of Victoria Fuller and Greg Grippo walking in Rome, Italy by the Trevi Fountain. Look, I knew it was them. And I never would have posted that as like a, hey, I think this might be them, or let me just throw this out there and hope it's them. Like, I would never do that. And yet there were still people that were doubting it because Greg's face wasn't clear enough to them. I don't know. Uh, but there were still doubters. Yesterday, I got a picture of them on the shuttle uh, leaving Europe. Uh, they were in the shuttle at the, uh, was it FCO is the air- airport code for, um, uh, Italy and their masks were off their sunglasses were off and it's clear it was Greg and and Victoria but you know one thing again that I want to clear up here is that please do not rope me in even though it the proof is out there and the proof is my daily roundup on Monday my daily roundup on Tuesday my daily roundup yesterday my column on Tuesday my column yesterday At no point during any of those five public things that you could just listen to or look at yourself, did I ever say that Victoria Fuller cheated on Johnny and that's why she's with Greg? I never said that. That is Dave Neal's story. Dave Neal is sticking to his sources as as to that's, that's what happened. The only thing I knew is that I told you on Monday... Two weeks ago, I had heard rumblings that there was something going on at the time, two weeks ago, with Victoria and Greg Grippo. But that two weeks ago, she had been broken up with Johnny. She broke up with Johnny over a month ago. So please do not lump me in as saying that I'm the one saying that Victoria Fuller cheated. I have no idea if she did or not, nor have I said it, nor have I insinuated it. All I said was, now she is with Greg Grippo. So please... Get your facts straight. It's not that hard. It's all out there. Monday's daily roundup. Tuesday's, Wednesday's, Tuesday's column, Wednesday's column. And it's not like I'm throwing Dave under the bus here. This is Dave's story. I'm He's the one that should be taking credit. What I said was, I don't know how it's ever going to be proven. If she did, how Dave's ever going to be able to prove this? So we're going to know more come the... Um, the uh, Bachelor in Paradise reunion taping on Friday. Next Friday, sorry. On November 4th, they tape it. And there's going to be fireworks. This is the biggest story on the show right now. Like, when I tweeted out Tuesday before the show, like, hey, we got two hours tonight. There's going to be drama. But I'm sorry, nothing about this show is as interesting as what's going on off the air. And that's the whole Victoria stuff. Like, this is <laughs> this is major stuff. And this is the issue, and I told it yesterday, And I'll say it again. This is the issue I have with what Victoria did. Her engagement hasn't even aired on television yet. Her breakup hasn't even aired on television yet. Her breakup hasn't even filmed yet. And yet she's gallivanting off to another country with her new boy toy in Bachelor Nation, Greg Rippo. It's just like, it's not a good look. The optics are terrible. And I know people want to come to Victoria's defense, but you're, never, you're not going to convince me that it's not a good look. And that's all I'm saying is that 
it's not a good look. Is she single? Yes. Is she allowed to do this? Yes. Is Greg single? Yes. Is he allowed to do this? Yes. I'm also allowed to say, I think it's a horrible look. You can't wait. And I'm not saying don't, you have to wait until the whole season is over before you can even start talking to Greg. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying was, can you wait to do something public with Greg? She knew exactly what she was doing by going on a public trip. That means, you know, she could say like, oh, I didn't think anyone would see us in Italy. Bullshit. It didn't even have to be Italy. Clearly someone saw you at the, in the, in the shuttle because they sent me the picture. And clearly you were seen at the airport because that's how I got information on when they landed yesterday. Somebody was on their flight from Rome to from Rome to Newark and told me right after they landed. So that's what I'm saying. Like they knew they could have just waited. It's just not a good look. So again, not a whole hell of a lot you can do at this point. It's clear that they are dating and seeing each other. You don't go take a trip to Italy with just a guy that you're kind of talking to. Come on. So, yes, they're both single and they're allowed to, but please don't tell me that this is a good look. It's just a shitty thing to do. She didn't have to do it. But drama follows Victoria Fuller, and this is on brand for her to do something like this, and I think it sucks. So... We'll see what happens at the Bachelor in Paradise taping next Friday. That's going to be very, very interesting. But this whole situation, it's just messy. And every time there's something going on in Victoria Fuller's life, it just doesn't seem to be anything other than messy. And the other thing is, at no point do I think Victoria is going to own up that she did anything wrong. She hasn't since the moment we've known her as a contestant on in this franchise. You know, I was texting with Courtney Robertson yesterday. And I was like, Courtney, can you believe this? You know, well, Courtney texted me and she's like, oh my gosh, messy. And we're just kind of going back and forth. And I go, you know, Courtney, this kind of reminds me of, do you remember back? And Courtney and I talked about this uh, when she's been on the podcast in the past. Remember, within a week of her ending her engagement to Ben Flanick, paparazzi pictures got out of her and Ari having dinner at her and Ben's favorite restaurant in Arizona. And I said, you know, Courtney, it's kind of like that. But on a much smaller scale, because all you and Ari did was go to dinner. But you got caught, and it was a bad look, and you've admitted, I, you never should have done that. She said that on the podcast. She said that in interviews. That, yeah, she, looking back on it, she never should have been gone out anywhere public with Ari so close to her breakup with Ben. And, that's, and, and she's owned it. Do I ever think for a second that Victoria Fuller is going to own any of this and be like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have gone to an Italian vacation with Greg. No, because that's not her. And I think that's shitty. I think she, I think she can at least say that, but I'm telling you, she's not going to. So I guess we just have to see what happens at the taping next Friday, but there are going to be fireworks, i tell you that. And oh yeah, guess what? Another mini mistake from yesterday's podcast, a misspeak. I said because Zach's season is currently filming in Hungary, I said the last time I remember them being in Hungary was during Ali season, no, Ali's season went to Iceland, Turkey, and Portugal, as some reader identified to me, and that is correct. I don't know why I thought it was Hungary was one of those. Turkey, Hungary, I don't know. Maybe I, just, I apparently I mixed those up. But so I'm trying to remember what season did go to Hungary. I don't think this is their first time ever in Hungary. Was it Ashley Abair's season? No, it wasn't hers. 
I don't remember. But I want to say they've been there before. So if you remember what season did go to Hungary, please let me know. And if I'm wrong and this is the first time, please let me know that as well. In terms of Zach's season filming, yesterday you saw me tweet out uh, pictures from his one-on-one date with Katie Bigger. That was in, what was the name of that place? It's in. Uh, it was in Budapest. Um, let me look at my tweet here again because I already forgot the name. I've never been to Hungary, so I don't know any of the locations. It was Fisherman's Bastion where they were seen. And yes, that is uh, Katie Bigger. And clearly, um, she's still there. <laughs> They were on a date yesterday, and no, I don't know if at the end of the date he sent her home or if he gave her a uh, a rose. We won't know that until a little bit later, but um, I think what that does show is, if you backtrack a little bit, Tuesday night was when that picture came out from the Instagrammer who saw Jesse Palmer and Zach out to dinner. So clearly that would have been a night where no filming was taking place because Jesse wouldn't be hanging out with Zach at a restaurant. So that looks like the first night they got to Hungary yesterday started the dates. So Wednesday is date number one in Hungary. Today would be date number two. Then there's going to be a date number three. The episode before hometowns is always iffy. There's no set. It's the only episode really where there's no set format. Sometimes they do three one-on-ones and a group date. And if you get a rose on the one-on-one, you're automatically set for a hometown date and all roses are given out on dates and there is no rose ceremony. And sometimes they do have rose ceremonies. So we just don't know. But if you look at the schedule with yesterday starting dates in Hungary, my guess is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're probably out of there on Sunday. And the first hometown will be Monday or Tuesday. And then it's every other day uh, next week. So you're looking at if if the first hometown is Monday, they'll go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday with the uh, rose ceremony for the hometown dates on the following Monday, which would be 5th, 6th, 7th, uh, November 7th. So it all depends on when they start, but that's roughly what your schedule is looking like because they pretty they keep pretty much to the same schedule once they're at the hometown uh, portion of the show. As for Survivor last night, a good episode. The merge episode is always interesting to me because once you merge – especially in these new seasons that are only 26 days long and you have these jaunts earlier in the season where one person from each tribe gets to know, you know, go on those long walks and then they have the choice to make. So they get to form some sort of bond again with me. I watch every episode of survivor, but if you were to tell me, Hey, who are the, who are the three people and the groups of three that went on long walks earlier this season uh, from other, all the different tribes that got to bond. I couldn't remember one of them. Like I just already forgot. So I don't know who's formed bonds, but watching last night's episode, once the immunity challenge was over and we knew which six were up for getting their torches snuffed at tribal council, again, I was just so, my head was spinning. All the conversations that were happening, who was siding with who, who was forming an alliance, who was ratting out their alliance, who was lying. It was just so confusing. Um, what I do know is this, or what I do think is this. The woman who got eliminated, Ellie, does she or does she not look and talk like Michelle Fitzgerald, who was also on Survivor, but currently on this season of the challenge? I mean, every time I saw Ellie this season, I was like, that looks like Michelle. And she even kind of talks like her. Now, Michelle has a thicker Boston accent or Massachusetts accent, I believe. 
I can't remember if Ellie had an accent like that, but just kind of the way they 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 spoke, the inflection in their voice, and the fact that she looked like her. Like every time I saw Ellie, I'm like, that God, she reminds me of Michelle. Is that the same for anybody else or no? Am I the only crazy one here? As for the challenge last night, you know, it seemed like at the beginning of the season, the rookies, just the number of rookies teams outweighed the vets. And when Johnny and Raven won that first daily challenge, throwing vets in to the pool and into the uh, into the zone or the arena. Why do I keep calling it the zone? <laughs> Into the arena, it was just like, okay, this could be a different game. But then ever since then, here come Bananas and Nani. Here come Anissa and, um, uh, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking on Tori's ex-fiance's name? Oh, you're killing me, Steve. Jordan. Duh. I'm a moron. And then at the end of last night's episode, as we know, coming on the show is going to be Darrell and he's with Veronica, right? So it's like the show doesn't want a all-rookie season. <laughs> like They're stacking the odds against them. They don't want it. Fessy and his partner win last night, and they throw in basically four rookie into four rookie teams into interrogation and... We saw what happened. Tommy and Annalise now have a target on their back because they told Horacio and Olivia they weren't going to throw a man, and they did. By the way, Horacio and Olivia, three episodes in, are the MVPs of this season. I mean, it's not even close. They are absolutely destroying out there. They are doing so well. You just don't see rookie teams do this well on this show. And especially, you know, I know they're rookies, but sometimes rookies are considered second-year players, third-year players. This is the first time either of them have ever been on a show like this, and they've already won twice in the arena, right? And, I mean, they are doing so well. And at this point, do you even want to throw them in? I wouldn't. Why would you? They keep winning, and they keep winning decisively. But it seems like the show, while they add on, oh, then they brought back, of obviously, Casey and Kenny, her brother. So four teams that were brought back in are all vet teams, and now I think the vets outweigh the rookies. It's like, okay, like don't make it obvious who you want to win this thing. <laughs> you want a vet team to win. They don't want the rookies possibly dominating the game and throwing all the vets in and watching all of our favorites go or go home early. I mean, it seems kind of unfair, but then again, this is the challenge, and it's TJ's show, and he can do whatever he wants. Just don't quit on him because TJ hates quitters. We all hate quitters, right? TJ hates quitters especially because he's not a quitter himself. But I thought it was just interesting to note that, wait a second, I thought rookies outweighed the vets in this game, and now they don't when the last four teams they brought on are eight new veterans. It's like, okay, okay, I, I see what you're doing here. Anyway, um, I've been noticing something lately with the – release of Taylor Swift's album, Midnight's album over the weekend. I've obviously am curious to see what people's favorite songs are. And I've listened more and more and I have a list in my head, but I think there are so many good songs on that album. I couldn't even rank them, 
but I am interested in people on the internet that I follow that listen to Taylor songs and use it in their reels and stuff like that. If they put out some sort of list and I have noticed that Paris, a song that I really like is literally at the bottom of everybody's list. I'm like, what am I? I mean, look, I, I'm not saying this is the greatest song ever made, but you know, if you haven't heard it, It's it's a good song. Paris, somewhere else. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't understand why people don't seem to like it. I mean, it's. I mean, it just seems to be at the bottom of everybody's list, like. The ranking, I've seen probably five people's rankings where they ranked all 20 songs, and I haven't seen Paris inside the top 15 of anybody's. And I think it's a catchy song. And it's a good song. Like, especially because, I mean, this album, you know, I, I admit, like, I'm, I have no problem admitting a 47-year-old man who's a Swifty and loves Taylor Swift's music and has been to four of her concerts yeah, it's a little different for sure. And I understand that her music is made toward 20 year old girls going through breakups. I get it. Which is all the more reason why I thought you would like a song like Paris, <laughs> but nobody seems to have it ranked in their top 20. So I don't get it. I am excited though. When I saw her on Jimmy Fallon, where she's basically hinting like, look, I've missed touring. I haven't had a tour in four years, her reputation tour, which I went to in both Denver and in Texas um, was in 2018. She has not had a tour. Now, granted, she was supposed to tour the summer of 2020. Obviously, COVID hit. Uh, she postponed it. Didn't happen in 2021. It's not obviously happening this year, but clearly she's going to tour in 2023. She basically hinted at it when she was on Jimmy Fallon. So that's going to be huge because you realize she's released four albums since her last tour. She's released, uh, well, Lover. Midnights, and then those two that she released during the pandemic. What was it? Evermore and God, I forget the name. I even forget the name of the other album. But she's released four albums since her last tour. So, man, is she going to put on a five-hour concert to get in as many songs as possible? Like, if she does a 20-song set, that's literally going to be maybe one-fourth of the songs that she's released since her last tour. So, That'll be interesting, but you could bet your ass that I'm going to have tickets to whenever that tour comes to Dallas, for sure. Anyway, thank you all again for listening. In a couple hours, the Taylor Hale interview will be up on the Reality Steve podcast feed, and uh, I really want you to listen to it and um, listen to the story that she has to tell for the first time, and nobody uh, is aware of it and nobody's heard of it, so very important stuff, so please take a listen to that. And I will, again, warn you, little bit of a trigger warning in regards to this story so thank you all for listening i really appreciate it and we will talk to you tomorrow see you